You're listening to Pod Coast, a coffee catch-up with business owners on the Sunshine Coast, hosted by Jess Boss and Erin Short, recorded in different cafes around the coast and aiming to inspire our community with great business stories from our region. We keep it low-key and local. Today on Pod Coast, we are so thrilled to be chatting to Simon and Jenna, the co-founders of Saltwater Eco Tours. They launched their business in 2020 and have taken the tourism industry by a storm. They offer a one-of-a-kind experience that combines culture, maritime history and live entertainment, all aboard a 100-year-old timber sailboat. It's clear through our chat with them that they have a deep connection to the Indigenous culture and with Simon's unique upbringing, we hear all about how they brought this into their business model. We hear about the challenges they've faced to get their business off the ground and the many obstacles along the way. We hope this chat serves as a reminder to you that business is not always easy, but with hard work and determination, you can succeed. We had this chat at Heyday Cafe in Bedina, just off the beach where you can grab an ocean swim and a latte all in the one spot. Podcoast acknowledges the Gubby Gubby people as the traditional owners of the land we broadcast from, and we pay our deepest respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hello, Jenna and Simon. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. I have watched your business grow over many years and been following along your journey. And I think you'll have some really great insights for our listeners today. So thank you for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having us. (laughs) We always like to kick things off with a bit of a party pitch. So tell us about your business. Yeah, so Saltwater Eco Tours was founded um, in... 2019 really we launched in 2020 Um, and it was a business where we wanted to showcase the region's um, native foods um, bush tucker foods essentially um, aboriginal Torres Strait Islander culture um, and something that was really uh, inspired by my heritage um, and my childhood so I grew up on an old timber boat Um, I had a pretty amazing childhood traveling um, up and down Queensland, um, visiting all of the islands um, with my parents. Um, And yeah, so seafaring is um, many, many generations on both sides of my family. Um, So yeah, just wanted to, wanted to do something that um, I guess honored, honored my family, my, my childhood, my ancestors, um, but also brought something to the coast that was really um, inclusive and hopefully inspiring for our younger First Nations people. where we can, yeah, showcase the 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 Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander history of of, um, of Australia. Wow, sounds amazing. Great summary. <laughs> uh, what was it like growing up on a boat? Yeah, it was really it was really cool. It's funny now when I think of it. Um, I hated it as a kid. I, I I remember complaining to mum and dad that I wanted to be like all the other kids, um, live in a house and go to school and all of that. Um, which is probably the reason why we came into Malulaba, um when I was starting school. I've got one older sibling um, who was, he was homeschooled um, initially. He's a couple of years older than me. Um, and I think it was beginning to be a bit too hectic for mum and dad when, when I was not wanting a bar of it. I wasn't homeschooled at all. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm, there's <laughs> fishing the to be one. done. And <laughs> the wild one. Yeah. And now so. look at you, the, the business owner. Yeah. And now I'm, now I'm like just doing everything I can to, um, yeah, I guess grasp onto that and, you know, wish, wish I could be back there as a kid with no responsibilities cruising around the, the islands. 
I mean, that just sounds like such an amazing upbringing. I can understand at the time you're thinking, I want to be like everyone else. But then yeah. in hindsight, you think, wow, that's so different and yeah. unique to you. But it was, uh, you know, it was it was six years for me. My first six years of life was was at sea, so it was it was really up until you know I was I was at the age where I um, was making those comparisons. But before that, it was just you know not knowing any different and, and living the um, the island life, I guess. And that's the boat that you currently use. No, no, different boat. Different um, boat. So we we did consider buying back. Um, the family boat and you know obviously that would have really nostalgic um, values um, but we bought a, a boat a lot older with a lot more history so the boat we actually purchased is well over 100 years old um, and it's a replica of the first boat to sail solo around the world so it has like wow. this amazing story it's a beautiful boat i've been on it yeah you have that's right it's yeah. incredible <laughs> so with that upbringing that is I guess shining through in your business why the cultural aspect is so important and you run cultural tours yeah yeah so so my upbringing was um was not necessarily a, a cultural upbringing um you know we were living on a boat not you know my indigenous heritage is on my mother's side um, where i've got aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander um, heritage um and where that family is from is up in the Torres Straits obviously and up on the tip of Cape York up there way up north so um, I was born down here um, on the Sunshine Coast, on Cubby Cubby Country. Um, and that connection um, is something that I've always always wanted to have more of, you know, a connection to, to country where I'm from. And, and I guess part of the business journey has been, for myself, um, trying to, to re-establish that connection um, to my Indigenous roots, but also provide that opportunity for, for my little girl and, um, and, you know, all of our crew, all of our, um, you know, our Aunty Bridget, our, um, our head tour guide on our cultural tours, provide a platform for her, um, as well as the wider Aboriginal community to, you know, we as, we as seafarers, I guess, in, in the back of my head, I've always just wanted to provide this platform where we can, you know, take people on a journey um, along the waterways and, um, and support the local Indigenous community and, and yeah, provide that platform for, to showcase, um, yeah, the, the beautiful area that we live in an amazing concept. Do all your tours depart from Mooloola Bar? Yeah, so all, every tour departs from the wharf, Mooloola Bar there. Um, all, of the, all of the tours are in the river, so we do a bush tucker lunch cruise. Um, so all the ingredients are either locally sourced or really significant to Australian um, bush food culture. So when the bunya nuts are in season, we use bunya nuts. Um, we use oysters. Um, it's all canapes. So not only do guests, they get to try exquisite Food, they get to listen to great music. They yeah. get to cruise on a hundred-year-old yacht. Yeah, so it's it's more so about an, an experience. Um, the food is just a really good way to start those conversations about culture. Um, you know, we've got some of the most ancient um, foods in the world that go um, alongside with our culture. You know, the bunny nuts I mentioned before are one of the oldest foods um, in history. They've been around for so many thousands of years. Something that's native only here to southeast Queensland. So. Um, yeah, it's just a really good way to, to start these conversations and, you know, reconciliation of, of culture uh, and also supporting um, native foods for so many, so many different reasons as well. You know, the, the demand for, for native foods is, is helping the environment. You know, we're supporting the um, native ecosystems by, you know, creating this demand for, for bush tucker farming and, and things like that. So it's very impressive. You have Malu and you both 
work in the business. How do you navigate through business ownership together, juggling that work-life balance, not bringing too much business home and supporting all of that juggle? Yeah, um, good question. Um, I wish I had a really good answer, but um, <laughs> in short, it's, it's really hectic, it's really hard. Um, and I think situations like that, you're just forced to find a way to manage it. And it's, for us, it's not something that we plan ahead. We're just, it's just like day by day, this is what we're doing. Um, just, just having, you know, just supporting each other, I think is the most important thing. Having each other's back every day is different. Having a four-year-old running a business full-time, um, it's, it's hectic to say the least. And it's good for people to hear that, you know, that honesty and that rawness because a lot of business owners are going through that on yeah. the Sunshine Coast and the juggle, when they say juggle, you hate the word juggle. I hate the word juggle. I said, I said this in a different episode because it sounds like everything's up and working at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's, it's similar just to becoming a parent, you know, like you can't prepare yourself for, for parenthood. It's it's just something that you're, you've got no other choice but to make it work and to be a good parent and you just find a way um, to do it. And I, I feel like it's the same with business, you know. It's your own business. You've, there's no way you can, um, you know, just be like, oh, I've had enough now, and, you know. You're so invested. Stay in bed today. It's, you know, you're so invested. You, you, just, you just have to do it. So you, and that's, that's the best thing about it. You, you find inspiration because it's your own business and um, you're constantly striving to improve things and, you know, work out ways you can better better manage, you know, family and work life and, you know, all of the million things um, that go with business. We spent almost two years trying to juggle both of running Saltwater, being a mum, being a dad, plus having our other career that we had for over a decade prior to Saltwater. Yeah. Um, but it just got to the point, I think in 20, actually 2021, that we was there a turning point or was it just too, like, was it just, what made you kind of go, this is not a side business anymore, we want to actually just go full hog and this is not, this wants to be our life. I think um, also like the progression of COVID, it kind of aligned with what we were experiencing. So when we launched, we could only operate um, or connect with the local community. Um, but then when things started to open up a little bit more, then we were welcoming more passengers from interstate. And then, then you know, obviously now we're welcoming inter oh, sorry, international visitors. So I guess our journey of um, going full steam ahead was almost aligned with COVID, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it was like, okay, yeah. And do you think that when you went all in, both of you, um, it was a pivotal moment in your business and it really changed things for you for the future of your business and it made everything shape together nicely? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, we often get asked about the whole um, COVID. Like we, we launched the business within a week of the first July lockdown. In COVID, so and we were we were over twelve months in development of the business model and buying this boat and restoring this boat. Uh, you know, a huge asset for a small business. You know, major expenses. So it was. It could have been really devastating. It was really hard, and that was the year where we um, that that initial year we we were both working full time, running the business um, on on weekends. So I guess running the business seven days a week, operating the business two days, but also both of us working separate jobs five days on top of that. 
um, as well as a newborn baby. So that year was just like, you know, as you can imagine, like I'm super, super, yeah, totally yeah. But it was also inspiring. <laughs> we need to ask you your business challenge. Yeah, so we, we came out of that, um, you know, surviving and just inspired to, to do yeah, more motivated. and, and you know, obviously so far invested. And, um, but, the, but also the, um, I guess, the feedback and the, the way that the community um, accepted us as a new business. Um, was overwhelming as well you know what we we're trying to achieve as far as cultural tours and, and history you know trying to preserve both of those maritime history and, and culture um, and also just provide a, a fun and safe um, place for families to come and enjoy live music and um, you know just be out on the water um, that's that's daily a, a motivator for us you know the feedback that we get from people and um, yeah every day more and more inspired really, really nice to hear I yeah. think as well, like, um, we were too far gone into the journey to pull out, you know, we kind of, even though we were tired and we were working hard, broke, all those sorts of, you know, things along the way, um, we just knew that we had to keep going because we don't know what the end result is. We just had to keep going through that process of like, let's, you know, next weekend, let's welcome more people on, let's look, launch that tour, let's feature that artist. And I think, um, yeah, we just had, we couldn't give up, you know, you had a yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot, yeah, and it's good for people to hear that, that the start of the journey is not always smooth, you just keep pushing, you just keep going, um, and you come out stronger at the other end. So I guess, I guess that the, the question about a challenge, um, yes, when, I, when, I, challenge. when I think of a challenge, um, we did have one really big challenge at the start, so we, we the whole business model was based around as I said, history, culture. We didn't want to buy a boat that was, um, you know, modern, made out of plastic. It had to be an old timber boat. And this was something I was really adamant about, really stubborn. Um, everyone around me, you know, saying, maybe you should just buy a newer boat that's not going to cost as much money and, you know, no maintenance and all that sort of stuff. But but we're really wanting something to tell a story. And we want when people step on board, we want them to to hear this, the history about the boat, but also just feel that um, connection to, you know, they're stepping on a boat that was built in 1908, which is, it's amazing to be able to provide that opportunity. So the challenge was um, we didn't have the finance to, to buy the boat initially. Um, we had this great business model. We had all this support, um, you know, from tourism, from council, and, you know, everyone's saying this is a great idea, but um, for it to be viable, we needed to, we needed to get a loan to buy this boat really expensive boat because of their heritage value of it um, so that was there was a, definitely a few times where um, we'd contemplated just giving up like this there's no way this is going to happen I went to the bank and they're like absolutely no way we're going to lend you money physically going to either meetings or you know certain situations he was putting himself out there and it was just no after no after no and to the point again we were like we're too far invested in this. We have to show these people wrong, like we're going to do this, you know. So that was a 12-month journey in itself. Yeah, so we had to come up with a way where we could um, obviously finance the boat, start the business. Um, the, and the previous owner of the boat, at this time, I'm, I'm trying to negotiate the price because, you know, that being one of the biggest problems is getting money to buy this really expensive boat. Um, so I came up with a concept where I, I proposed um, to the previous owner that I would lease the boat. So 
um, basically took on um, a huge risk. And what I proposed was that we'll lease the boat for 12 months um, at a price that the owner was happy, happy with. Um, so we would pay monthly a lease fee. Um, in the initial um, part of that, we would get the boat. The boat wasn't in commercial survey, couldn't be operating commercially. We needed insurance and all, which was a whole other challenge altogether. Um, but I put together a contract that said, um, you know, we'll lease it for 12 months, we'll start the business, we'll refit the boat, we'll fit it out, um, fix all of the issues on board, um, which there was a lot. After that, um, we'll buy, we'll pay out the rest of the money. So what the idea was to, to get the business going, to, you know, start with a bit of a bang and, you know, get the support and go to crowdfunding or whatever we needed to do or, or you know, get enough cash flow that we could either loan the money or, or buy it, um, whatever we needed to do. So um, that's what we did. We signed a contract. We took out a small um, business loan um, to repair the boat and to you know build the website and do all the initial stuff. Um, and that was, then we set a date to launch. We got the mayor to do the launch and everything. And that was a week before the first um, yeah. lockdown. So we just like signed ourselves up. We're like locked in. And if, and if we couldn't buy the boat at the end of the 12 months, um, we would have to give it back after spending all of that money on it. So that was part of the, the contract. So massive, massive risk. Uh, but it was really the only way um, that we found um, that we could that we could move forward. So we did it. Um, and then, yeah, obviously we bought the boat and um, managed to make it work. But, yeah, it was a – I think just – the whole concept, we were like, yeah, tourism's great. Like, we're, we're so confident this will happen. And then COVID literally happened. Pandemic. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. And also so the marketing scary. plan was really targeted at international markets. Um, you know, coming over wanting to experience authentic Indigenous yes. um, tours. So we had to completely rewrite what we were doing, adjust all our, you know, our tour marketing um, and just focus on local community for the first yeah, six months really or more. Yeah, well, the reason we we're so confident with our business plan because we were we're setting out to um, you know to to create an authentic Indigenous experience, the highest demand um, experience for international visitors. Um, and now three and a half years later, we still haven't got back you know the full international market. So um, it's been a it's been a journey. And are you with the marketing aspect? Obviously, you are very invested in tourism and. The international market but do you also appeal the business model towards sunshine coast locals and getting them on board and regular and how do you do that yeah so we are we are still predominantly local local market like probably within driving distance um, this year we've started to see a lot more interstate um, visitors just just within our business um, and then international is starting to trickle in um, so we um, our sunset tours with live music have definitely a popular um, experience with locals because it's you know two hours. We have um, you know so many incredible local musicians on the boat every weekend. Um, a lot of people already have a great following as well, so you know people will book um, to come up and see that artist. Um, so I think yeah, that's been something that has naturally evolved to the local community. Um, you know, we want to definitely keep that reputation of being a really, um, yeah, great experience out on the water with a live artist. And yeah, and you get some great live artists like Kelly Bruhaha and Katie Millay, and and that marketing has been predominantly through Instagram, resharing their, you know, 
know, reels or us. Yeah. So in terms of marketing and like branding and website experience, I'm going to make an assumption that there wasn't that much in your previous careers. <laughs> I could do a really good PowerPoint. <laughs> Teacher, get the PowerPoint out. Did you invest in like upskilling or did you outsource or how did you kind of launch your business from that side of things? Um, yeah, initially outsourced a lot of that um, and then quickly learned um, that we needed to upskill and yeah. You know, that, that same old cliche saying, if you need to get something done, you've got to do it yourself. Um, and, and that's something that we do every day. We're constantly upskilling in every aspect. You know, there's a million things to learn. Um, marketing is huge for us. And we do we do like to do things a little bit um, authentic in, in, you know, in what we're trying to create. So we want our marketing to be authentic and we want it to be direct bookings. We have... You know, like most tourism businesses, we have all of the partners with the online on-sellers and travel agents and things like that, um, you know, commissionable um, type stuff. Um, but we, we, you know, most of our marketing is, is to direct our sales so that we get direct sales. Um, and they're our best customers. When How I always think about it, um, you know, we sell tickets to come on board through TripAdvisor and all the major platforms. Um, a lot of those visitors are booking something online without without knowing who we are because those online travel agents don't want to lose their clients. They're not you're not telling them about the business and the boat and who we are, otherwise they'll lose them. Um, so our direct customers already know everything about us. They know, you know, they know our ethos, they know our morals, they know and they're there for that reason. So they're our best customers, they're the most appreciative people to be on board. Um, they're the ones who leave reviews, they're the ones who, you know, love it more than anyone. So we really try and focus on, you know, capturing that audience because they're, you know, they're our repeat customers. They're also the people who come back, you know, five or six times a year. Um, so, and, and what we're in tourism and being on the water and we've got a beautiful boat, you know, videos and imagery is, is so powerful and um, such a, a good way to market what we're doing. So that's, that's predominantly what we focus on. But going back to your question around our other careers, um, we have both really enjoyed changing into a whole different industry. Like I actually love tourism now and going to, you know, the different networking opportunities that we get invited to or, you know, the awards night or all those sorts of events. I love hearing from other, you know, tourism experts and thinking, wow, I'm actually excited to be in this industry now. I was in teaching for 10 years and I was burnt out, definitely. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to learn all those sort of um, new words around marketing and how to build a website and, and how to drive your social media. It's been, um, yeah, a really cool part for both of us to have to be forced to learn all of that. It's just that too. You're constantly learning, aren't you? Yeah. Always learning, always upskilling. So many roles. It's forever changing. You never just stay still. Um, what are your future plans for? We've got, we've got, well, the I guess, some... Well, the shop a huge, huge thing in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So we just opened, um, just six weeks ago, opened a, a retail store booking office at the wharf. Um, so that's been a, a big step for us as far as expanding. Another whole business aspect. Yeah. Will that just be a retail like store? Or will it be online e-com as well? It will eventually be online, yeah. At, at this stage, it's... Um, yeah, it's just the physical store, um, but we will have an online store um, and a booking platform as well. Um, and eventually, we'll we'll get more into um, you know marketing other similar experiences throughout Queensland and then possibly Australia. Um, so it'll be a 
yeah, I guess like a, a travel agency as well as a, all, all things supporting, you know, First Nations businesses, uh, First Nations tourism and just authentic um, things to do. It's a souvenir shop really, but, but it's, but really authentic. So most, like most of the souvenirs are handmade and one-off. Um, so it's very much a, not, not like a typical souvenir shop. But um, having the shop as well is a huge milestone for us because we finally have a base. So the last three years, it's been our phones and online and working from home and trying to manage that with having a daughter, you know, a four-year-old running around trying to answer the phone. Um, it's been a, you know, that's been a huge um component to deal with so having the shop now is now our office so people can come in and buy tickets we you know I stand out the front and have a talk to anyone walking past and next thing they've actually booked a ticket online so it's a really um, significant you know milestone for us to have a, a permanent spot there at the wharf not just the boat but now our feet on the ground there and to split your business and home life a little bit definitely yeah it's been really really good it's now, yeah, I'm there full time in the shop. So Simon's on the boat. We've got our, you know, separate little workplaces now, which is good. <laughs> we can actually say, how was your day? What did you get up to? Instead of instead of coming home from a frantic day at work and then both frantically doing admin on the computer yeah. after dinner. and Yeah. Yeah, so you can do it more. That, That's that smart. Was, it's a very smart move. Yeah, and it's an obvious thing to do, have that separation. But we, str we struggled for years to... Because, because of our workload um, and it's just, it hasn't been physically possible for us. We've just been so busy. So, But it's also just so lovely to have a space we can walk into that we're really proud of. It's really different at the wall. smells good. It looks good. It feels good. And, you know, I often, like, you know, choke back tears talking to people in the shop because they're saying how important it is to have a store like that on the coast. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really, really proud of our latest adventure or late, late I feel like we've done a full 360 I met Jenna many years ago in my store at the wall just next door <laughs> I know so I'm very proud and it's really nice to hear that um, that you've got this beautiful space that you can showcase to people incredible um, we've got a couple of last questions so one of them is if you can shout out another local Sunshine Coast business it doesn't have to be related to Tourism, it could be anything. Can you just give a shout out to someone? Um, I'm going to shout out Chloe Watergo Art. She's an incredible female artist um, who is also working um, in our store, so you can actually go and check her out. She's also painting live in the sh um, shop quite often, so yeah, she's incredible. I really like her artwork. That's a good shout out. Do you have one, Simon, or are you just going to stick with that one? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you one, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, an obvious one, um, which is Arnie Dale, um, my dilly bag, um, who's got, yeah, she's, Arnie Dale is kind of the, the bush food pioneer. She's been um, she's been in business for over 30 years and um, and a huge part of our business since we started um, to, to bring in the actual bush food element was, was hugely a thanks to Arnie Dale. Um, and now, obviously, we're using most of her products on our menu um, each day and we also sell a lot of her products in the store so um, yeah perfect i can't wait to check out the store too yeah um we always like to also ask uh for you guys to leave a piece of advice for an aspiring or current business owner on the sunshine coast what's your best what's your best piece of advice for them 
Um, for me, going back to um, what we talked about before with, uh, you know, one of the biggest hurdles to, to get over, a lot of people sort of tried to give me advice to not pursue what we were doing because of the challenges. Um, so my advice is to, um, yeah, I guess take those risks if they're, you know, calculated and necessary risks um, to get where you need to be and, um, you know, follow your dreams, follow your passions and it's always, always worthwhile. Um, I would say go to as many community events as possible. So network, 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 introduce yourself. Um, even if it is uncomfortable, just try and connect with as many people. Volunteer. Yeah, well, yeah. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. It's so imperative in business to connect. Thank you guys so much. It's been such a pleasure to have you both and chat about all things Saltwater Eco Tours. We can't wait to see where the future goes for you and follow along the journey and visit the shop, which is down at the wall. So everyone check it out. Thank you so much. A massive inspiration. I love how many hurdles you've jumped over to get to where you are. And very inspiring. Really inspiring, yeah. Good, good for you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having us. That was Simon and Jenna from Saltwater Eco Tours. And what a brilliant couple they are to put so much into their business, both financial and emotional, just to get it off the ground and launch alongside a global pandemic outbreak is really a great testament to their dedication and drive to see where it's now at today. As they've mentioned on the episode, they have live music tours, Bushtucker, cruises, and if you want to book a tour online or just find out more about the business, it's saltwaterecotours.com.au. If you're at the Wharf Malula Bar, their new store's open at Shop 29, which is opposite the Greek restaurant. You can meet Jenna, browse a brilliant selection of First Nations and sustainable gifts. We recorded at Heyday Cafe in Bedina, which is a couple of streets back from the beach. Beautiful vibe, um, really laid back, and a wonderful owner, James, who welcomed us with open arms and great coffee. We're seriously blown away by everyone's support so far, and we encourage you to check out Heyday if you haven't already. Lastly, if you want to follow us on social, you can find us at The Podcast, where we share behind the scenes from our episodes, shout outs to local businesses, favourite quotes from our guests, and more. If you want to find us more easily on your podcast app, hit follow. And if you're really nice and really keen, if you leave us a review, you will then help more people find us. We love you for listening and thank you very much. Join us again in a fortnight for our very last episode of 2023.